know some of our favorite shows, some of our favorite TV shows disappointed us in 2017. Oh, and we're going to talk about it here on the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Colleen and Bradley are gone. Holly, Cat Perkins, and Ryan are here. And I bring this up because The Hollywood Reporter just published a list of their worst TV shows of the year. And the first TV show that they listed as the worst of 2017, oh, I have to agree with them and it breaks my heart. Oh, no. It's the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, oh I love Larry David, and I love Curb Your Enthusiasm, but this season was not good. I just watched it. I just watched, uh, I finished it up last night, actually. You finished it up yeah. last night, and well, Ryan. It just, yeah, it just seemed a little, it, I laughed. I'm not going to say I didn't laugh. I'm not going to say it wasn't funny. I'm going to say it was a little more over the top than what I were, were usually given with mm-hmm. a season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And almost just felt like a cartoon at times. Just how sure. ridiculous it got. Well, it just, it really broke my heart because Larry David's character in Curb Your Enthusiasm is a curmudgeon, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the part yes. of the humor is that we can all relate to being that jerk sometimes. And, and Larry David, in the earlier seasons, he usually meant well. But then whatever he said or whatever he did was misinterpreted by somebody else. And then shenanigans ensue. Mm-hmm. And the shows are brilliantly structured. But this season, Larry David just seemed like a jerk. Like yeah. He just seemed like a jerk. Like it didn't like even seem it like it, like he lived it too much, <laughs> or like you know the he, or that his character was intentionally just a jerk and a curmudgeon. It wasn't that mistaken communication between characters. It was just like, ooh, you're just like a mean old man. This is not right. a good look on you, Larry David. And I wanted to like it so much. And I watched all the episodes and it was just so disappointing. And the Hollywood reporter thinks the same thing. And they said, it's not even the worst show of the year. It's not one of the 100 <laughs> worst shows of the year, but it is one of the most disappointing shows of but, the year. But did you, you laughed, you laughed. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, it was really forced. It was, it was really difficult Lin-Manuel Miranda plays a part yeah. in this season and he was funny <laughs> just J- that one yeah JB Smooth who plays Leon is always funny in that show mm-hmm. but otherwise it was just awkward and it was painful and Larry David's character was mean and unfortunately there's such a fine line in comedy Oof. between being uh, funny and being a jerk. Yeah. And unfortunately, he crossed that line into just being unlikable. Too bad. Sure. And yeah. like, you know, it's been around for how many seasons? So like the, the project. The well, yeah. yeah right. And there was a six year gap in between Curb Your Enthusiasm seasons. Oh, right. That's true. That was a really long time. So it's just like, Ooh. maybe he just really is better. I know. Maybe he is just a jerk. <laughs> but, I don't know. It was really disappointing for me. And, sometimes that oh. happens when they, when those seasons go on and on and on like that. And then, mm. you know, the projection of the character just, it, it has to go somewhere. So it just gets it's really crabby or right. you know, not funny. Yeah, but it just it, hits the wall. It's just so disappointing because it is one of my favorite TV shows. But it's uh, so sad. Let me down. But Kat, you said that there was a show that you like that, that you usually like that let you down this year too. It is letting me down. It's currently in um, you know, I'm watching it right now, but I'm a huge shameless fan. Shameless. And for some reason, this season is totally disappointing me. Now, my friends don't uh, don't agree. They love this season and they're all in, but I am having such a hard time. Like I find myself picking up my phone in the middle of the episode and like and sort of going somewhere else because I'm You're not totally paying attention. not into it. You're just looking at it with one eye. And it's super sad because Aww. I love the characters. I love, I love, love, love all of those actors. I think they do a great job. They have since season one. And it's not about the bad acting. It's just like they, they ran out of things right now to like Why do they have yeah. season make six? Dramatic. Yeah, season, season seven? Season 
six, I think. Okay, so the show's been on for quite some time. It's, again, it's like that season six, season seven sort of whoa. Like I think yeah. Dexter was said in the same way, where it was like, oh, what kind is, of story are we going to tell? Right? At this how point can in the we? Game? How can we top last season? How can we keep it moving forward? How can we make it interesting? And it, I mean, it's got to be hard. It's like, you know, you, it's writing your dream movie of. Of a million hours, but you run out of things to yeah, say. Because right? I, I watch, yeah, I binge watched the whole season of Shameless. I think last year, yeah, and then I, I watched a few or the whole series of Shameless. But then I watched two or three episodes of this season, and then yeah. I just sort of quit watching. It's just there's so many. We, we, it was a great idea at first, like this over the top, just extremely dysfunctional, dysfunctional garbage <laughs> family. So Wait. you're also disappointed in this current season. I mean, Ryan, yeah, I, where I, it's I, just I, like, where I, is this show going? I quit watching. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm and three, I yeah. didn't make this list, but no, it didn't. But I make have this to list. be honest. It's no, just, that's it's okay. Disappointing me. All right, is there any other show, Ryan, that you usually love but has just disappointed oh, you this year? At, we, we've discussed let down The Walking Dead ad nauseum. We have oh. discussed this. How it's just it needs to die. Which, <laughs> like it literally, somebody needs walking to take died. that baseball it's, bat and just whack it over the head. At this point, The Walking Dead is a a, a zombie itself uh-huh. of a of a series because right. it just needs to go away, be done, and let's let's just be. Is it just be, the storylines are stale? It doesn't have anything to say anymore. My my main issue is that they they focus way too much on like. C and B characters mm-hmm. like they would dedicate this happened all last season they would dedicate entire hour long episodes to this person I don't give a rat's behind right. about it. so you just don't care about it anymore I just don't no. care move the story along and every season is the same with just a little twist and right. it's just they need they I want it to be wrapped wrapped up but I don't think it's going to do it AMC doesn't really have anything right now besides sure. this The Walking Dead and the spinoff of The Walking Dead uh, yeah fear the Walking Dead yeah I mean heck what show comes out with a spinoff before the other show is is done already like what, what, what it's called a show happen? that makes a lot of money for AMC and they want to milk it for all it's and they worth. want yeah. more and they want and more, they they want want more, more and more and more Seriously. well some other shows that made the list of Hollywood Reporter's worst TV shows of the year include such shows as Gypsy on Netflix with Naomi Watts. If anybody watched that, I heard mm-hmm. it was pretty horrible. I did also, not watch something it. that I dabbled in that I thought was so bad and I was really disappointed in its awfulness was The Last Tycoon on Amazon Prime. That is that so is, sad. That is based on the F. Scott Fitzgerald unfinished novel. And it's it got a lot of hype. Too. It got oh. a lot. Oh, man. It just, it was painful to watch. It looked really cheap. And it was one of those things where they were trying to sell you this prestige story, but then it just Mm. looked really bad. It was was cheap, and Kelsey Grammer was cheap in it, and it was just really... They used the word not believable. That's what I heard from a lot of people that were watching this. Just nothing was believable in the the episodes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Can we skip down to the bottom of this list? Because I have to comment on this. Well, let's pause. Okay. Let's pause here a moment. And (laughs) I know what you're thinking, Kat, and we're, we're looking through the Hollywood Reporter's worst TV shows of the year, and their number one worst show of the year is quite controversial, and Kat has some issues with it. We're going to tell you what it is <laughs> yes. and what Kat's issues are when we get back from this break on My Talk 107.1. The Hollywood Reporter is calling a certain show one of their worst of the year, and Kat Perkins has some issues with their opinion, and we're going to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, Everything Entertainment. Colleen and Bradley are out, Holly, Kat Perkins, and Ryan are in, and Kat, what is that show that you were taking issue with on that list? Well, I kind of agree, but it's, it's, it's hard for me, and this show is 
Twin Peaks, The oh. Return. Oh. Okay, okay so, so let's break it down. Break it down. Now, original series, it. yeah, so original series, 1989, 90, maybe through 91, I'm not sure, even sure, but very long, like 20 episodes long. Um, it went nowhere. It was super weird. It's a David Lynch <laughs> creation. Yes. Um, who's also in the, the series, by the way. He plays one of the FBI agents in the series. So I went all the way through... The old season again, because I was super young when it happened, and I was probably not even allowed to watch it, but... Um, but you did anyway. But I had a really long flight to the <laughs> Middle East, and I was like, I'm going to watch it now as an adult, and yeah, it was weird, and then I was like, okay, well, now I'm going to watch The Return, and I love Kyle McLaughlin. I love Kyle McLaughlin. I, I love him. I love his acting. I loved him on Sex and the City, you know, so I, I get involved. In Dune, all yes. sorts of things. Yeah. So here we are at the return showtime. It's it is the most it is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. I feel like I can't give up. I only have one episode left. It's like 20 episodes. So A, it's too long. B, it's so weird that it's hard, like you can barely follow it. But David Lynch is really good at at least like visuals. It's visually and auditorily stunning. Oh, like, you mean where there's 10 minutes of this? <laughs> Literally. And there was literally seven minutes of white noise. Just seven minutes. I timed it. I like went back and timed it. (laughs) You know, my my boyfriend had fired it up when we were hanging out at uh, my parents' house. And my parents are like, what the hell is he watching? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I know it scares the cats, but he's really into it. (laughs) It scares my cats, too. My husband, Figure Warner, he cannot stand it. Sometimes I'll get up early in the morning and I'll try to like sneak an episode in. And if he gets up, he's like, oh, God, I might as well go back to bed. So that's one of your alone shows. Yes, exactly. A show that you watch without your significant other because you know... They're, they're not going to get into that. Ryan, did you dabble in Twin Peaks of Return? No, I heard enough from uh, Don <laughs> McLean. I know she watched it extensively, and she it did. just sounded exactly how you just described Cat. Like it was just so weird, weird, odd, uh, unengaging, scary, and just, small pets. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> yes. just couldn't do it. But, that's all. But uh, she I'm had happy. a great. She had the like, great segments where she would try to explain it on the morning show, yeah. and like I loved it because it was so hard to explain what's going on. You know, I'm not surprised it makes this list, the top of the list. But if you are a Twin Peaks Twin Peaks fan, it's it's a cult following. So you gotta you gotta watch it. Yeah, you gotta watch it. Okay, others other shows on this list of the ten worst of the year from the Hollywood Reporter: the made-for-TV movie version of Dirty Dancing. Never saw it. I can't believe that happened. Who decided that that was a good idea? (laughs) Like, what was someone thinking? I mean, look, the original Dirty Dancing, I mean, I got my issues with that movie, and we don't have time to get into those issues, so I will pass. But anyways, (laughs) I know it's very beloved, and a lot of people like it, but you don't have to remake it. Like, there's no... No. The reason that Dirty Dancing works and that people like it is because of the chemistry between Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Yes, of course. 
Of course. It makes you miss them, I'm sure, like watching this without them. Yep. Also, Marvel's Inhumans. I don't know if anyone caught that, but apparently it is very awful. Also, Marvel's Iron Fist and the show Riviera starring Julia Stiles is apparently very stinky. Sad. I I love her. Well, let's move on to their picks of the worst films of 2017. Let's see if you guys have seen any of these. So, rounding out the top 10, in at number 10 is the movie Home Again starring Reese Witherspoon. That was the uh, comedy Directed by Nancy Meyers' daughter. A little huh. Hollywood nepotism for you there. <laughs> All right. Number nine, Queen of the Desert, starring Nicole Kidman. That barely got a release over here in the no. United States because it was supposed to be bad. Number eight, Baywatch. Oh. oh. Baywatch, one of the 10 worst movies of the year. Well, well I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. Not Although, surprised whatsoever. Love our Zach. I think that I was mean, just a softcore porn. But yes. Like a movie. <laughs> That's all it was. Like, let's just look at some shirtless guys and bikinis. And yeah, call exactly. A movie. Just turn the volume down. We don't need any kind of plot. Let's just look at The Rock with his shirt off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also, but Zach Efron with his shirt off. This is a safe space. And oh, God. Please, please. Aren't You're not right here. Now. You can say whatever. His chest hair. Was shaved to shade his abs. All right. Oh well, my I gotta god. Look that up now. Like, like if Are you, you look at look at Zac Efron in okay. the movie Baywatch without his shirt I'm on. I'm gonna Google this. And yep, part right of his chest hair is like chiseled to look more abtastic. Are you kidding me? I swear. Wow, that's a good I, trick. I mean, that is a fantastic trick if there you, you go, can Ryan. do it. It's do little, it oh, if you can. It's a little distracting. I just, I don't know. Oh my God, I can totally I, see it now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. What has been seen. Holy cow. Cannot be unseen. It cannot be Zac unseen. abs. This is full on con- hair contouring. I mean, nice <laughs> trick, right? That's nice. a good trick. Do it if you have it. Number seven <laughs> on this list of the 10 worst movies of the year, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Justice League comes in at number seven. Wow. Not very good. Number six is a movie called The Snowman with Michael Fassbender. Oh, I wanted to see that. Was it <laughs> oh, good? this one was supposed to be a giant turd. It looked oh, like no. a turd. It looks oh. the murdering snowman. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Michael Fassbender has no screen chemistry. The dialogue is clunky. And the plot is clogged with clumsy loose ends. <laughs> Number five on this list of the 10 worst movies of 2017. I'm really sad because when I saw the trailer for this movie back uh, earlier. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. This year, I was kind of excited about it. But then it turned out to be awful. It's The Mummy starring Tom Cruise. Oh, come on. You knew that was going to suck. No, I wanted it to be no. good. Okay, I like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies. Those are okay. some of my all-time favorites. Oh, okay. I love those movies. Those movies are great. And I like the idea of Universal Studios launching their dark universe with the old Universal monsters. Like talking about The Mummy, Frankenstein, The Wolfman. Look, if we're going to be about franchises in Hollywood... <laughs> I like the idea of taking these characters and doing something interesting with it. Unfortunately, I feel like that's not going to be the case because Tom Cruise messes up so bad. Ew. He's also... Are we in a safe space? (laughs) The safest. Safe. Safe. Super safe. Super safe. It's so hard for me. I just think he's so weird. I know he's He's so weird. He's so weird. But he's still a good actor. He's a great actor. He's a great movie star. Not not an actor, but a movie star. He is the (laughs) best at being a movie star. And also... Sorry, Tom Cruise, but you can only digitize your face so much. Right. Because we all know you're doing it. Yeah. What does that mean? Meaning like, that he's getting his face digitally retouched to like get rid of his wrinkles. Ah! That happens way more often than you think. And you know what they it have to do all the time. Ryan, they go in like each frame and like they have to do it. It's like yeah. very expensive. What a loser. It is. <laughs> well, and lots of TV shows and movies he do probably this. pays for it. Oh, he totally he probably just like I'll pay for it. I well, guess. or it's part of the he's probably a producer on these movies and then he writes it in that this is so just part true. of the cost of production I that you that. have to erase my wrinkles. If only we could all do that. If only. <laughs> well, hey, let's wrap up the top 5 worst movies of the year according to the Hollywood Reporter and then we'll move on to some D-bags in the next segment because woo, we got a couple of we them for some. you. We got some. All right, stay tuned here on the Colleen and Bradley show on my talk 1071. So many bad movies, so little time. You're on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Colleen and Bradley are out. I'm Holly. Kat Perkins is here. Ryan is here. And we're wrapping up our list of the 10 worst movies of the year, as selected by The Hollywood Reporter. And we just got done talking about their number five on the list, which was Tom Cruise's The Mummy. So we'll move on from that to a movie that I saw a trailer for earlier this year. And I was like, what the heck did they drag out from 1997? And it's called... Geostorm. Do you remember ever seeing a trailer for the movie Geostorm starring Gerard Butler? No. no. Oh, this is basic. This is a movie that's made by, I believe, one of the guys who was involved in the movie Independence Day from back in the day. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Find the co-writer of Independence Day. Yes, yeah. and Stargate and the sequel to Independence Day that nobody asked for last year. <laughs> but this movie just, I was like, who drug this out from the 90s? And why are they releasing it right now? Well, it looked really bad, big and dumb and boring. And apparently it does play from the same playbook as Independence Day where there's some kind of crisis on the world. The world is there's a geostorm. That's what I can tell you. Geostorm. <laughs> it does, the title's so, not even appealing. Yeah, no, so. it's not. Number three on this list is The Book of Henry. This movie starred Naomi Watts where she played the mother of a boy genius who convinces her to undertake an outrageous mission. I don't remember that at all. No, I don't remember no, this I don't either. I think either. it came out in the spring. Mm, I, I never might... I never remember spring. Okay. Well, <laughs> I may be completely wrong Just put it out there. out of school. 
All right. Number two. Now, this movie b- flopped big time this summer. It was Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. God, I, just, I can't even I can't even keep up with this one planet. Here. Oh, my gosh. Well, this movie is based on a comic book series and it's directed by Luke Basson. He's the guy okay. who did The Fifth Element. With Bruce oh, Willis. Oh, I like that movie. Yeah, and so this movie had a similar vibe to it. And Cara Delevingne was one of the actors in this movie. And I really don't know how she keeps getting jobs. But there you go. <laughs> and this movie was unclear, unfun, indecipherable, indigestible, and also very, very boring. You could not describe what was happening in this movie, but yeah, you were completely bored by it. So it's going to be a Razzie frontrunner. Very exciting. Yeah. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Number one on the list. Oh, no. This kind of pains me. Uh, did you see this movie? <laughs> no, I wanted oh, to, though. No, Kat. I know, I know. Stop it. Know. Stop it. So number one on this list from the Hollywood Reporter of the worst movies of the year is a movie called 9-11. Oh, yeah. Remember you this? Mm-hmm. Briefly, this movie had some press yep. because it starred Charlie Sheen as a guy <laughs> trapped in an elevator of the World Trade Center on 9/11. I'm just I'm obsessed with 9/11, so I I you know, I wanted to see it. Yeah, but, but this movie is like shameful to the memory of 9/11. <laughs> oh, who, his co-star here, um Gina oh, Gershon. Gina Gershon. Oh my from god. Showgirls. I went to get my nails done in in Hollywood and she was sitting literally directly across from me getting her toes done and I like I was like, what do I do? Do I take a picture? Do I notice? <laughs> and then her assistant or somebody came in and all she did was smack talk everyone in her life. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to listen to this. Oh, <laughs> so you were just passively taking in totally. some delicious gossip from Gina Gershon. Did she say anything about names that we know about? Well, no, she didn't. Oh, no, was she was just, just using like, first names. So okay, maybe it so could it's be just like Aunt Marlene yeah. or like, just like, yeah, Sharon totally did this. And like, I mean, she was just... The whole time I was there, I didn't want to leave. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, Luis anyway. Guzman is also in this movie, and they're telling it cheap, a cheapo, exploitative, uh, and terribly made disaster movie wrapping itself in the piety of one of the nation's most tragic events. Well, I guess I don't have to see this one now, you, so no, you <laughs> pressure's don't. off. Pressure is off. Relieve yourself from that horrible, horrible movie. So please, if you saw any of these 10 worst movies on this list, I'm sorry. sorry. There's always next year for better choices. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on, because we got a Lord Douchebag to talk about. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Whew! We got a Lord Douchebag today. Our Lord Douchebag. Oh no, yeah. this... Holly, this is the saddest day ever. He did it to himself. I'm so excited to hear you guys he talk about this. He did it to himself, oh Cat Perkins. Today's Lord <laughs> Douchebag of the Day is Bono from U2. I know. dun da da dun da da So Bono from U2, he's on the cover of the Rolling Stone magazine, and he has a big interview by that magazine's founder, Jan Wenner. They're BFFs, by the way. Mm. So they had a big sit-down interview over a weekend, and they were talking like bros talk about the state of the world and music and, and life in general. And Bono had this to say about the state of pop music. He said, I think music has gotten very girly. Very girly. So says Bono. You know, here's what I want. Just I'm just going to try to like deflect this for one second. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm so sad that he said this. Uh, But, you know, he's he's Irish, right? So, yes. What 
Is there a different definition of girly in Ireland? I just, no, you know, and I understand, Kat, because you can read this quote and it has been taken out of context. That Bono says, I think music has gotten very girly. I think the point that he was trying to make, and he does make it later on in this interview, is that there's not a lot of spaces for young male anger in music at the moment because he's comparing what you two right. did 35 years ago, that that band served as a creative outlet for this young male anger. Angsty rock. Angsty rock. Take it out on your guitar. Yeah. and, and I, get that's, I get it. Yeah, and so that's what he's saying. And he said, you know, hip-hop kind of is a space for that right now, but that's right. really about it. And that there are well, Eminem, and, basically, yeah, I yeah. guess, you know, like, sure. Yeah, and that music right now is basically dominated by hip-hop and pop music and that that yeah. angsty place for rock and roll it's not necessarily in the space that it used to be which that's right i mean i you know i love i love guitar bands so do i i mean my and, first band was a total hard rock band yeah like, and i love rock and roll and i think it's accurate to say that it's not in the mainstream zeitgeist like it used to be even 25 years ago it's just right. it's just not and okay, I just, but why Bono? Bono A. Why, yeah. Watch your language. Yeah. Watch it. B. I think the rock and roll is going to come back here soon. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe he can just focus on making that revolution happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and Bono says in this interview, he says that he agrees with his son Elijah, who's in a band, that rock and roll is revolution another sure. one is just around a corner because well, that's help the us, Bono. yeah let's hope but stop giving yeah. these weird interviews but the issue the reason why bono that's so d-baggy is that you're using girly <sighs> as a pejorative you're using yes. girly like it's something bad yes watch your language this is not cool <laughs> this is, it's almost 2018 like you can't say girly it's it's so it's so it's why, so not why good. is there yeah. no like it's it's boyy Right. Yeah. It's so boyish. Boyish. Yes. Totally boyish. That's the denominum. You know what? I do. I do use that. Let me sidebar. I do use that in a in in a very sentence that I I like to say when I walk into a locker room. I say, "It smells like boys in here." What the (laughs) hell, cat? (laughs) What what am I supposed to smell? It's awful. (laughs) Smell like a stinky old gym boy in here. Boy, boy. You could just say it smells like a hockey bag. That's right. Like a a used hockey bag. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Did you play hockey, Ryan? I I had uh, cousins and friends who did, and I just once you said that, the smell rushed up my nose. (laughs) I'm sorry. I I know the smell. You know exactly what it is. You know exactly what it is. Well, right. And again, you know, Bono, he's of a different generation and yes. probably not thinking of things in, in a particular way, but it, it was just like really disappointing that, you know, oh, it's just so girly where you could have just said there's not a space for young men to yes. get angry. Like, that's all you have to say. Like, absolutely. We, yeah. And it's less edgy or something like whatever. I think that's what he's getting to is that edginess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, oh, well, just mm. find a new word. I don't know, Bono. I'm still have a beef with you for putting your U2 album on iTunes <laughs> when I didn't ask for that it. That messed up. Did, did you get the iPod with it? It was just already on there. Well, it just automatically loaded onto your iTunes account. Yeah. And yeah. there it was. And then I could bear, I had to go through the rolls to re, to delete it. And I say this, having been a person who went through a serious U2 phase growing up. And I love yeah. them. And I still like some of their albums very 
very, very much. But it was just like, dude, knock it off. I know the the iPod, the last iPod that I bought had it automatically loaded, and then it automatically loaded on my phone. It was yeah, that was very invasive. Bono. Yeah, I know, very invasive. I can't forgive you. And please don't use girly anymore. Don't Thank you girly. very much. All right, when we get back, ooh. We are going to do a science experiment oh, no. here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Ooh. It is very exciting, and I'm telling you that it's also scary. Is I'm going to tell you why we are one step oh. closer to Skynet. Oh. And Kat and Ryan are going to play a game, and we're going to see if they are smarter than artificial intelligence. Love it. All right, we're going to do that when we get back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Are Cap Perkins and Ryan smarter than artificial intelligence? Well, we're going to find out in our little science experiment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Colleen and Bradley are out. I'm a Holly. I'm here with Cap Perkins. And I'm here with Ryan. And it's a party. It's by a the party. Way. You better yes. be tuned in. That's we're right. We are totally partying. <laughs> Just like having a taco night at Jennifer Lopez's house, like she did on Wednesday. That's right. Wearing taco a Gucci. Wednesday? Yeah. Wearing a Gucci sequin suit because that's what you do (laughs) all right anyway all right well let's do a little science because this is a portion of the colleen and bradley show where they always give you something uh, a little to sound a little smarter for instance google's voice generating artificial intelligence is now indistinguishable from humans what why oh my god well because Yes, that is correct. So this is all courtesy of our overlords at Google. And there is a research paper published by that company, which has not been peer-reviewed, however, which details a text-to-speech system called Tacotron, speaking of tacos, called Tacotron 2, which claims near-human accuracy at imitating audio of a person speaking from text. So this is... This system, Tacotron 2. Tacotron. Tacotron. (laughs) Tacotron 2. That's right. So this is the second official generation of the technology from Google, which consists of two deep neural networks. Anyways, there's a lot of science and bada bing, bada boom. They are able to generate uh, corresponding audio elements that sound exactly like human voices. Well, I guess that's it then. That's I it. Guess I mean, we don't. I mean, Skynet. What right? happens? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what happens to our jobs here? Like, we oh. just. Oh, yeah, well, they, well, here's a good thing, Cat, is that they can sound like humans, but can they be as witty? That's right. And hilarious oh, as humans. Well, and not no, yet. Not yet. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. So here's what we're going to do. The, I have some samples from Tacotron Two. Tacotron. Tacotron. Tacotron Two. So. <laughs> One sample from each of the following sentences I'm going to play you is generated by artificial intelligence. And the other is a human hired by Google. And we're going to have three different sentences. Oh my gosh. Okay. So again, the first sentence is read by artificial intelligence. And then that same sentence is read by a human hired at Google. And we don't know which one is which. So I'm going to play you both of these and you tell me which is the computer and which is the human. So the first sentence that is going to be read is George Washington was the first president of the United States. George Washington was the first president of the United States. George Washington was the first president of the United States. 
Okay. One of those was artificial intelligence. Wait, oh, One of those was human. You want gosh. to play it again? Yeah, yes. let's do it again. George Washington was the first president of the United States. George Washington was the first president of the United States. <gasps> I got it. I got it too. Got okay, it. all right. Um, let's, that was uh, hard. Yeah, that was really hard. So let's. We can actually find the answers on there in, in a little bit. And I uh, let's see. I'm gonna download this. And uh, I mean, you have to like literally listen for just a can, s- slight human yeah. breath. Can we give you our guess? Should um, we? Um, yes. Please give me your guess. A cat. I'm gonna say two. What do you think? Two is human. For two is sure. human. Two is human. I think that you guys are right. As far as I can tell, I'm looking at the way that you can check your answers, and it looks like you guys are right. So yeah. let's play that one Woo! more time. Here we go. Here we go. George Washington was the first president of the United States. George Washington was the first president of the United States. Yeah, you can kind of hear the lips. Yeah, you can hear one. like the like the mouth. You yeah, know? you can the hear mouth. the mouth. You can can hear the mouth. You guys are very, very intelligent. Uh, All right. uh Oh, no. Oh, okay. All right. So we're going to move on to the second sentence from Google's Tacotron 2. Now, (laughs) these voices, one of them is artificially intelligent, artificially made. So one is AI and one is a human voice. So the next sentence that is going to be read is that girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. Oh my God. That girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. That girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. Mm. Whoa. Okay. So again, this is from Takotron 2 from Google. We're reading sentences here and one of these is from AI and the other is from an actual human being. Oh my gosh. That girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. That girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. Okay, talk amongst yourselves. Decide which one is which. I have the correct answer for you. Kat, I I heard some inflection in two. So did I. Just a slight... That's inflection. Just a slight lipstick. Yeah, yeah. I I think I'm confident to say two. two Okay, let's play it one more time. Okay. That girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. That girl did a video mm-hmm. about Star Wars lipstick. Yep, you hear that? Oh. So what's your answer? Two. Oh my god, I don't uh, know. What? wrong. I just was listening to it again and I was like, wait. Uh, number one. No. That is the human no! voice. That and one, number two. Is so close. Is the artificial intelligence voice. So let's oh listen to god. it one more time. Now that you know that the first sentence is read by human and the second one is read by artificial intelligence. That girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. That girl did a video about Star Wars lipstick. Oh my gosh. That is freaking me out because now that time I thought two for sure. But yeah, it's really tough to distinguish the artificial intelligence voice from the actual human voice. Now, I've got a trickier one here because (laughs) in this paper, Google researchers also demonstrated that Takotron 2 can handle hard to pronounce words and names as well as alter the way it enunciates enunciates based on punctuation. For instance, capitalized words are stressed as someone would do when indicating that specific word is an important part of the sentence. So the sentence that is going to be read are, is, excuse me, the buses aren't the problem, comma, they actually provide a solution. So listen, listen for this sample and listen for the comma, the buses aren't the problem, comma, they actually provide a solution. The buses aren't the problem. They actually provide a solution. So there's that. 
there's that spacing. So we'll listen to that one more time. And the second sentence in this is the buses aren't the problem, all capital letters, comma. They mm-hmm. actually provide a solution. So we'll listen to the first one again and then listen for that second one in all caps. The buses aren't the problem. They actually provide a solution. The buses aren't the problem. They actually provide a solution. Oh. Whoa. See, and that's the, AI? The and that's artificial intelligence saying that. Yes, you are correct. That is insane. That sounds yes. so... That'll be the robot's first <laughs> that will campaign be the slogan. So, yeah, in that Tacotron 2, those sentences, again, they are instructed to stress on capitalized words. Wow. And so simply wow. capitalizing some words will change the overall intonation that the artificial intelligence will use when reading those sentences. By the way, I think I should name my next band Tacotron. Um... <laughs> If that is not a character in Transformers already, yeah. right? then I don't even know what is going on. Can Seriously. we call Jennifer Lopez Tacotron? Seriously. Like a taco, taco party. Tacotron. Tacotron too. Jennifer Lopez. No, because she had her taco party last night yeah. on Taco Wednesday. So maybe next Kim year Kardashian. she can call it Tacotron too. Yeah, you know, and speaking of that, you know, we were talking about that during the break and Jen, the, it was a big Kim Kardashian Instagram story where they had this fun party and they were singing over at Jennifer Lopez's house and it actually looked like fun but they had this big spread of food yes. at her house and tacos it looked, tacos pizza anything i mean it just looked glorious and wonderful and i would have pigged out and the but first the, thing that holly said was no one's gonna eat any of that who ate that like who Nobody ate, that? ate that you know and it was one of those <laughs> things where jennifer lopez had a small piece of bread or pizza and she just she took a little nibble from it nibble. like like yes, just, of course. A, just a little nibble from tasted it. it she just tasted it like okay for the record i want to show everyone that I'm eating, like, i'm eating and that you know <laughs> i'm just a regular girl and i like pizza and i like other things meanwhile like that's probably the only thing that she from that and I just like every time there's a big Hollywood party with free food, delicious food, wonderful things, I just think of how much of that probably it's goes into the garbage and it goes to waste uh. and then it makes me cry because it's all this delicious, delicious food. They should run it down to, you know, Hollywood, down on the star, the star, walk, Hollywood walk of, fame. of Fame. Yeah, they can feed the, uh, the guy in the Elmo suit. Yes! And the scary I Love Lucy who if you don't tip her when you take a picture, she's going to hunt you down. Yes. Like <laughs> T-1000 in Terminator. Well, maybe they do. Uh, maybe we don't maybe know. They maybe do. they do. Well, I mean, talk to my dad about that one. So <laughs> anyways, I uh, wanted to sh- scare you with that science news that we just now really can't tell the difference between that artificial scary. intelligence voices and human voices. Because, yeah, the one fooled you guys. And I fooled. honestly, listening to these, I didn't know the answers to them. And it was like, ooh, okay. It's so human. Yeah, it is scary. so human. It science. is scary. Oh, science. Da-na-na. Yes, exactly. Well, when we come back from our break, New Year's Eve is happening on oh, Sunday. Oh, dear. And Kat Perkins <laughs> needs to school y'all on appropriate behavior <laughs> during your New Year's Eve festivities. Yes. I feel like this is coming from a place of wisdom in Kat Perkins. Wisdom, experience, both of those things. You know, I have the stories. I have the, I just, I, I have some insight for you. So Kat Perkins has some insight on how to be a good guest at your New Year's Eve yes. party. And also hopefully we can get some more tips and tricks and maybe I'll go out on New Year's Eve. I don't know. Maybe I won't be a hermit. I doubt it. But maybe Kat Perkins <laughs> will convince me not to be as such. <laughs> so we're going to talk about appropriate behavior at your New Year's Eve party when we get back from the break here on Colin. 
Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071.